2: As we enter week eleven of the National Football League season first game tomorrow, Patriots and Falcons from the NFL today on CBS, he's the one who keeps Jason Lock and Four in line. It's Phil it takes a Village. And Phil, good afternoon. Thanks as always for joining us. I want to start with Lamar Jackson, who Jason and I were talking about should be the MVP of the league going into last week's game. And then we see that effort in Miami by from the whole team. But where are you on Lamar and what you saw on Thursday night?
1: Well, first off, good to talk to you guys. I missed Thank the call you. earlier because I was on the Jason. You'll know this. I was on the phone with Mister Football, Brian Coyle.
0: Oh yeah, uh, that's our guy. Yeah. That's so our
1: chief we researcher. He's uh-huh. the man for the show. Whatever they're, they're trying to make me look smart, so that <laughs> takes a lot of work. But Lamar Jackson. Let's see. Let me jump on the bandwagon. Oh, he was awful. They got. <laughs> hey, I didn't look at the game, then say, "Wow, that's Lamar's fault." I did not. I didn't even come close to that. Uh, Am I going to sit here and just rag on Greg Roman? Oh, my God. They got the greatest run offense maybe in the history of the NFL, but he's got to have the greatest offensive passing team, too. Oh, man, it drives me crazy. But, you know, they got caught in Miami, to answer your question. The Blitz, they didn't have any answers for it. Miami started it. They do this every game, Miami. They do it against everybody. They had great success in the week before against Buffalo Mm -hmm. and Josh Allen. For the first half then they figured it out made some big throws changed it whatever but Miami showed it to Baltimore when you don't do well against it they keep doing it of course and then they got to where they said "The heck with it let's do it on first second and third yeah. down so it was a game of cat and mouse and the Miami Dolphins were always one step ahead and just to give you context I'm sure you guys have talked about it at length but they rolled him out they ran the option they ran the quarterback They did everything. They threw screens. They tried them all. And Miami kept. Man, this phone. (laughs) Miami kept mixing the pass coverage up off that all out blitz look, of course, coming out of it sometimes, playing zone, playing man. And it was, I just give all the credit to the Dolphins. It was a tremendous game plan Thursday night, all in their favor, and they got it done. But I did not look at the game then, and I sure didn't look at it that way. When I watched it on film, that oh my god, Lamar! Right, I, it just didn't occur to me. Even though I've heard that a lot, uh, I didn't look at it that way. It was just one of those nights. And they, if Lamar hits the first long throw down the middle, who was that too? Right. Sammy Watkins, Watkins, who
0: stopped, gave gave up on him yeah. a little bit or lost okay. in the lights or whatever.
1: Well, you know, if they hit that, yes. maybe they don't get the blitzes all night. Right, if they go. Here is what I love. Well, Lamar overthrew it. Well, did you watch it? He went flying through the air like Superman because he got hit. Yeah. And, you know, he threw it under pressure, off balance, almost hit it. But it's amazing. Plays here and there can change a football game. And that was a big one there just because if they hit it, that makes Miami a little apprehensive Mm -hmm. to do what they did against that Baltimore offense.
0: The other side of it, though, Phil, is the Ravens' defense, man. I mean, when you see a guy go in motion and you got 11 professional football players on the field and nobody goes with him and now he's down the sideline for 60-odd yards. I mean, when Jacoby Brissett has 48 seconds and needs to go 88 yards at the end of a half and he does it and he gets a 52-yard chunk play in the process and they've given up almost 50 plays over 20 yards or more this year and they don't get sacks and they don't get takeaways – and we're Phil. We're almost to Thanksgiving. Like you, kind of, sort of, almost are who you are. Mm-hmm. How problematic is that? Well, it's a problem. You know, look, when you turn two two guys in
1: the game that really influenced and turned the game around right before half, when they, I don't know if they blew the coverage. You know, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna hedge it a little bit, mm-hmm. or it was Averett, right? Is that yeah. how you say Averett? Aver- Aver- yeah,
2: Averitt.
1: Averett. Okay, I know. I looked it up today on my pronunciation <laughs> guy because I want to talk about him. But, you know, he gets picked on. But he's done a good job because he sees so many footballs come his way. But they blew that coverage. And, of course, when they came across the formation and got that big play, that was another one. They had run that motion before. And they covered it, but they left the running back uncovered. And the next time they did it, oh, well, nobody ran with him. So that was an alarm for Tua that nobody's covering this guy because he knew it was man-to-man and nobody ran across the formation with him, which you're right. It's like a quarterback. When you have wide-open guys or open guys in the NFL, if you miss two or more, you're having a bad game. And when you let two receivers run free on defense, that's more than a bad game. That whole, just those two plays ruins everything you could do on the defensive side and how we look at it.
2: Phil, I, I got to ask you, the AFC North is, seems to be a mess right now. The Browns are 5-5, five and five, which are getting blown out by the Patriots. The Steelers, right. the Steelers tied the Lions on Sunday. Ravens right. got blown out. The Bengals seem to do best by not playing, but who do you <laughs> like in this division? Uh, listen,
1: I, I just put the names in a hat, and I'll pull one right. out. I mean, for me to sit here and go, I really got a great feel for who's going to get this done, I do not. Uh, you know, it, it's – it's, it's really You know, listen, <laughs> you know, Jason knows I'm a guy that watches a lot and yes. listens to a lot and everything. But then I have to turn on and listen to the New England-Cleveland game and how Baker Mayfield just can't get it done. And, I mean, oh, my God, it, 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 really, that upsets me. You're looking at, oh, we got a defense that has no weak spots, but we're going to give up 45, but we're going to look <laughs> at the quarterback. Right. That's what you're going to do. Right. This is your job. And you're going to look at the quarterback. You should be ashamed. And a Baker Mayfield it's just not big time. I don't know if they're going to sign. You know, I don't care. You lost 45-7. to seven. You got steamrolled. And we're, we're, we're going into that conversation. I don't mean to get off that table. No, no, no sure. I feel better. And <laughs> That's what we're here but, for. But it, there's the Browns. Just to, I'm going to pick on them a little bit. Sure. And you, we can't find a weakness on their defense. Oh, it's good. They've uh. got this guy. And I brag on it, too. And then I just kind of even said this past weekend, hey, we keep talking about this great Browns defense, but I never see them just keep on a stretch game after game, right. two or three of them where they dominate and show their talent and do it. And so I think it goes on their defense more than anything while they're struggling.
0: How surprising are the Tennessee Titans to you, Phil? I mean, we know that they're they're always good for like 10, well, in the old days, ten wins. I guess maybe with the bigger schedule, eleven, and they're always in the mix. And Mike Vrabel has an edge to them, and they play with an edge, and they're no fun to play. Um, but man, they lose Derrick Henry, and, and and I guess it catches up to them eventually. But at a time when the the narrative of the league is good teams can't find a way to beat bad teams, since the Jets game, Tennessee's done nothing but beat good teams. Mm. Well,
1: listen. I it's it's really come together for them, and I know they they're going to miss Derrick Henry. Of course, as soon as it bites them, we're going to say, "Well, they don't yeah. have Derrick Henry, yeah. and how yeah. do we expect them to do anything?" But they're managed very well by Mike Vrabel and Jason. And you remember the Bill Cower doing a interview with Vrabel. Yes. Mike Vrabel said to him, and Mike Vrabel just said, "Well, they answer you question, Coach. You know, I thought it was about X's and O's, but it's really my." connection and relationship Mm -hmm. with the players that gets them, which is so true. Your relationship, we got the X's and O's. Can you drive it over the top and give them that desire and create an atmosphere where everybody wants to do what they're doing? And their defensive front, I've been waiting for it. it. When they played the Rams, I'm watching it on TV, and I go, is it SoFi Stadium? Is it the camera? Is it the uniforms of the Tennessee Titans? Because, oh my God, they look so much bigger than the Los Angeles Rams. And that's what they are. They are big and they are rugged, and they're going to hit your quarterback. And it's just that, and the offensive line without Derrick Henry is extremely aggressive, and very good, of course, at run blocking. Mm-hmm. And then Tannehill, hey, he didn't have a great game against New Orleans, whatever. But you know, he's a really accurate, yeah. throw it into tight spots quarterback. Uh, quarterback, he's. Athletic, he can move around when he needs to, and he's another guy. You know, when I said that on Paramount yesterday, I said, "Hey, you know, one of the questions JB said is Ryan Tannehill a franchise franchise quarterback?" I said, "Of course, yeah. I mean, what do you mean? Of course he is." And you know, that's an opinion that not many people hold. I'm with you. I followed his whole career in Miami. I used to get a call from, oh, I can't think of the writer's name down there that covers the Dolphins so close. I haven't
0: Armando Salguero or. Omar, um, Omar Kelly. I'm trying to think of other people. Well, ah, whatever. Oh
1: God! Well, I can't. Whatever. Uh, we'll talk. We'll Dave talk. Hyde, we'll the columnist. On. Whatever. We'll remember. We'll remember on Sunday, yeah. Jason. <laughs> but, but they would call me like every three weeks. What about Ryan Tannehill? I said, Look, I'm watching your game. It's not the quarterback, but that's all they talked about. Oh, it's the quarterback. He can't do this. He, hey, he's at. Like I said, he's athletic. He's got a strong arm. And he's pinpoint accurate when it comes to throwing the ball, especially over the middle where the margin of error is very small. And they throw almost all of their passes between the hashes out there with guys coming across. And, of course, they do that because they're a run team. And then when they play action, you got a chance. And Ryan Tannehill takes advantage of it. And, you know, yeah, is he Aaron Rodgers? No. Is he Tom Brady throwing? Maybe not. But whatever. He's a really, really good NFL quarterback and – He's good enough to take him to the Super Bowl if the rest of the team is up to it.
2: Phil Simms, last question for you, uh, and I'm just it just popped in my head, and I'm curious: in your career, do you remember the longest, uh, the hardest hit you ever took, and who hit you?
1: Oh, oh, well, yeah, there was a few. I, I would say, you know, if I had ten of them, Reggie White was good for eight of them, <laughs> right? Okay, but Mark Gassineau ran a game from the defensive end looped around Joe Klecko Ooh. and about eight yards away from me as he came up the middle and he's, there's not a guy between him and me and he's seven to eight yards from me. And there's my tight end open right over the middle, over the top of him. And I went, Oh boy. <sighs> you know, so I stood up tall threw it. He hit me right in the middle of the chest with his helmet, which was legal. Right. Thing. Yes. I flew in the air like a whatever <laughs>
2: gazelle. Let's go with gazelle.
1: But, I landed on my butt. The next day I woke up, my wife goes, oh, my God. I go, what? Because i was sitting on the edge of the bed. She goes, you're back. You've got – I had a sack of blood on my back. Oh, God. It was unbelievable. Oh. And my chest, my chest bone popped for at least five years. What? I opened my shoulders up. My chest would pop because he gave me a little calcium deposit where he put his helmet because it was bruised too. So – that one won it gassino man could he run at that time and he hit me full speed and i know he stood over me and thought i was dead oh, but,
0: now now but that, was that at Shea where maybe there would have been some grass or is this on the cement yeah, basically yeah it was on the cement man oh. it was great yeah, yeah it was awesome
1: yeah and then the other one real quick <laughs> it was awesome. yeah randy
2: yeah, yeah.
1: white randy white my rookie year hit me underneath the chin in dallas and, again, just drove me into the ground. Doug is coming in my chin. I got 16 stitches in my chin. Blood is everywhere. And I went, oh, oh. And he goes, I can't tell you exactly what I said, but I'll just say this. He goes, ah, oh, shut up, you baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I just went, okay. And, and, and Randy White, when I seen Jason, he got, I, we laugh about it every time. I said, man, you had to curse at me and call me a baby after Jeez. you ripped my chin yeah. open? Which I still have a scar from, so it's uh, those were two that I'll never forget. Those. Oh my oh. goodness,
2: Phil Sims, always You're a pleasure a having you on the show. Thank you we so really much, appreciate
1: my friend. It. Oh, it was good. I feel better. I see. I keep, I'm able to
0: cleanse myself with some of these thoughts. That's <laughs> we're like, like an we're like your doctor Melfi. That's what we're here for. <laughs> All right, very thanks, good. brother. See, see you Sunday. Guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.